And there's this huge misconception that we're not ready for technology. We're not ready to move in that direction. But what I'm finding is the complete opposite. We have a lot of younger builders, younger contractors, and even some of the old guys are coming around because they can see how technology can help move their business forward. Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software Great Tech Group. You're invited to join our MEP and construction innovation adventure with a mission to propel this great industry forward. My guest today is Ron Nussbaum with over a decade of experience in construction industry. Ron has cemented himself as a visionary and a leader in construction. After serving in many roles from field, sales, operations, management, and leadership, Ron has turned his attention to help the entire construction industry with the desire to help 5 million contractors with their customer experience by reimagining what each customer interaction can look like. He works on changing the mindset around construction and the status cues. Welcome to the show, Ron. Hey, great to be here and thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So I always love to get people's backstory to kind of start the the conversation. How'd you get into the construction industry? So uh, amazing uh, circumstances kind of led me into the construction industry. I had just wrapped up four years in the Marine Corps and was looking for what was that next transition? What was the next facet of my life? What was I going to do? And I had zero experience in the construction industry. I had my experience in the past had been automotive, working on cars, paint, reconditioning. And I applied for a job to be a foreman in training. And I ended up spending the next over decade there. And it was amazing. I had never really swung a hammer or done any of that before, but I'm a lifelong learner. I just submersed myself in learning every aspect I possibly could of the business and construction. And it was a perfect fit coming out of the infantry in the Marine Corps, moving into a general labor position. It fulfilled me how I needed to be fulfilled at the time. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, first off, thanks for your service too. That's awesome. My brother-in-law's a Marine. So, uh, you know, once Marine, always Marine, that mindset is, <laughs> is, is intense, but awesome <laughs> and very needed. <laughs> uh, what do you think that the being in the Marine Corps really taught you and set you up for success in the construction industry? So the funny thing is, is I wasn't, I had looked, this is going to date me a little bit, but I was looking on Craigslist for jobs and that's how I found my career in the construction industry. And I don't think people do it that way anymore. uh, So I was looking around and this ad kept coming up for foreman and training. And I was like, ah, I don't have any experience. I'm not going to apply. I'm not going to apply. And then finally, one day, I just looked in the mirror, said, you're a United States Marine. If you want to go work in construction and be a foreman and be a foreman in training, you can go do it. Apply for the job. So I just pulled the trigger, took action and applied. And without having that mentality, I wouldn't have never probably ended up in the construction industry. And we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that that kind of can do attitude and the, the grit that is required there is so applicable to the construction industry because you have to have yeah. those. <laughs> yeah, 
And what's amazing is I spent my first day 10 hours behind a, a HVAC system running a jackhammer, you know, getting broken in on the job site. And I was working with a bunch of guys that just graduated construction management, four-year degrees, and I wasn't going to let them be able to say, hey, oh, I outlasted this Marine on this job site. So I think a lot of that came into me just even sticking around was, hey, this mentality that I'm going to keep just pushing it because that's who I am and that's what people expect out of me. Yeah, nice. Well, let's kind of dive into the the communication aspect of it. I know that's a big passion of yours of how to how to communicate better in construction industry. So what should communication really look like for construction here in the 21st century? So in the 21st century, there I think there's just a lot of misconceptions on what communication is. I, I think we hear all too often from our customers of we want more communication. But what is more communication? What is better communication in the construction industry? And I, I think that's an emotion that owners feel because they don't even understand exactly what they're asking for. Do they want to be updated every 10 minutes? Do they want to be updated every day? They don't even know. They're, they just had a problem and they feel like it's a lack of communication. And I, I believe that by creating systems in place to have very good communication on the upfront and during the project in moving some of that control over to the customer. So they now have the opportunity to reach out to who they need to for whatever the aspect of their question is, starts to create that better communication. I believe everybody should have uh, a, a dialogue that they're using with their customers. And I also believe everybody should have a singular platform that that is what they use for communication. Because one of the problems with the 21st century is we have unlimited amounts of ways to communicate and customers and contractors are always using different forms, whether that's WhatsApp, email, text message, Facebook messenger. I mean, I've even heard Instagram messenger out there getting thrown around and not having that singular point. That's how stuff falls through the cracks because you might have your project manager sending emails to a customer that doesn't even ever check their emails. And that same customer could be shooting Facebook messages over to a guy that don't even work at your company anymore. So having a, having a way to be able to take care of all of that is very important. Yeah. So what needs to change then in existing mindsets to accommodate that goal? So the construction industry, what's amazing is there's this huge misconception that we're not ready for technology. We're not ready to move in that direction. But what I'm finding is the complete opposite. We have a lot of younger builders, younger contractors, and even some of the old guys are coming around because they can see how technology can help move their business forward. And at the end of the day, create less problems, create a great customer experience. And I think that is the hard part to get to bridge that gap with anything you do. Getting something in people's hands and teaching them how to use it is always going to be the hardest part. But once that starts to happen, there's going to be a ripple effect that comes from that, that creates easier lives for people. And when you start changing what customer experiences are, 
and you start creating lifelong customers, people look at it a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So how do you jump the hurdle then of the, the learning curve and that adoption curve to get people to really embrace a, a new technology or a new mindset, new workflow than what they come in thinking? Yeah. So what I've found is we're solving a problem that's 90% of customer complaints is communication. So this is something that the industry is begging for. They want a way to fix this. And this is just training, going out, having those conversations with the owners, the people that are responsible for these uh, getting back to the customers. Because I, what I like to say is we're like air traffic control. So we're directing that communication. So there's no longer singular points. And going out and training on that, putting together videos and putting it right at the fingertips. So contractors, builders have that information right at their fingertips, along with an easy way to implement it and go over it. So when we set up the software and we're on the back end, we're helping walking through that. So it's not just like, hey, here you go, go out and have a fantastic time with it. It's when you're changing how anything happens, you have to be willing to go out and help implement it. And then also ask for that feedback. What are we doing that is making this harder? Or what are we doing that is making this easier? So being that I have over a decade of experience in the field and in the industry, it, it helps me have those conversations. I'm not just somebody that dreams something up and said, oh, hey, we need to go run this and put this right here because I believe this is the solution. This, this came from a pain point I felt. Now, I'm not perfect. So I can only build what it's best for my situation and other situations I've dealt with. But that's the amazing thing about technology is we can continue to grow it and scale it and change it to be that perfect solution for each company in each industry out there. So talk about kind of that, that feedback loop of, of getting insights and, and information on how do we really meet people on a particular platform that actually want to use and uh, are, are going to really latch on to easily? So what I do is I go out and I meet people. Like we're doing this podcast here and I have an extensive network and I go out and I introduce myself and talk about what Nutness is doing and how we can start to, what I do is I help contractors solve their biggest customer complaint and that's communication and that resonates. And then that's when we can start diving into what exactly does that look like? Mm -hmm. How do you start providing the, uh, the ROI metrics on it? Not only to the, the contractor, but to the customer as well so that they get bought into, both sides are, are bought into the singular kind of point of contact. Yeah, absolutely. So 35% of time on a job site can be related back to miscommunication, whether that's showing up at the wrong time, not having the proper supplies, not having the proper drawings, uh, or just not even knowing what's happening on the job site. It can all be led back to that communication breakdown. And all go is to solve that. So that's no longer happening. When your crews are on site, 
they're getting the work done. They're supposed to be getting done. And there is no communication breakdown. They're not showing up late. They're not showing up when they're not supposed to. And then from that customer perspective, that customer now has the power and the confidence to say, hey, I can ask these questions because I know I'm talking to the right person. What we allow is now that customer, say they have a scheduling question, they can reach out to the person at the company that handles scheduling. So it's no longer uh, I'm calling somebody and getting, oh, hey, I'm not the right person. Let me get back to you. Or, hey, that's John. Let me have John get back to you. And then that is where the ball gets dropped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That 35% number, that's a... That's a big percent of, you know, of what could you do with that extra 35% of your time added back into your, your day and your, your workflow? That's, that's compelling there for sure. Yeah. yeah. And what's amazing was when I was doing some of that research on what does this look like for people other than myself? And I came across that statistic in our, in a 2021 review like where they went over and ran these statistics it blew my mind because i knew i wasted a lot of time going out and i knew i had guys that wasted a lot of time because of communication but i would have never weighed in with 35 percent. that would have never been the number i would have put on it yeah for sure uh so communication is is really a a two-way street what's the responsibility for the contractor to be good at communicating? And then what's the responsibility for the customer to be good at communicating and doing that better? Yeah. Awesome question. And let me just start off with saying one thing is I think as a, as a construction industry, we get a bad rap for this communication thing because it's not that we're bad at it. It's just not what we're really, really good at. We're really good at doing what we do. And that can cause some communication problems because we're busy doing that. And the responsibility from a a contractor's perspective is to make sure they're getting back and giving them answers to their questions instead of just kind of beating around the bush. Just customers want to know what's going on. They want to understand where the project's at. So by giving them that direct communication, that's what they want. And then from a customer perspective, customers need to speak up and ask the questions. I think in the in our industry, it's become such a standard that everybody thinks, oh, no one's going to answer my questions. They're not going to call back. I'm not even going to ask. And that's where that breakdown really starts to happen because that customer is not even willing to pick the phone up and ask the question that is a major concern. And we want to have that communication there. So we're providing an outlet to where that customer can be comfortable with who they're reaching out to is going to be able to answer that question. Bridging the Gap is powered by Graytech Group. As a global BIM and modeling expert, Graytech is dedicated to empowering construction and manufacturing professionals to digitize and industrialize their processes to improve performance and build a sustainable tomorrow. With more than 30 years in the industry, they know how to be your partner in a world where change is the new normal and always strive to enable their customers to gain an increased competitive advantage to model the future. Visit graytech-group.com for more information. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think another potential kind of roadblock and, and hurdle to overcome on the customer side is how do you uh, kind of create that that space where they, they feel comfortable to ask the stupid questions as well, what they perceive as the stupid questions of, oh, well, this is probably very obvious and they're going to roll their eyes at me. I won't even ask it. Uh, I, but it's, it's an important question and you could solve so many frustrations just by getting that question kind of out of the way and being like, no, go for it. You know, ask it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you on how important that is. And I, and I kind of feel like having a shift to giving that control to customers is where we need to get to. And that's important that they start to feel that they can ask those questions and they have the comfortability to be able to ask them and not feel like these are stupid questions. I just, like I said, I feel we get a bad rap because it's just been such a pain point for so long that customers are complacent with it. Contractors can be sometimes, hey, this is just what it is. And we're moving out of that. Customers are, are begging for a better way to do this. And it's the time now going into 2023 where technology is a lead in the way to where we start to implement ways to be able to do this better. Yeah. How do you, in a, uh, a kind of a, a mass style campaign almost, how do you get rid of that head trash of the the past of it's not even worth it? It's not going to change. Communication's bad. Just is what it is. How, how do you get clear that out so that you can start kind of with a blank slate of, no, this could get a lot better? I think doing exactly what we're doing right now, having a conversation about it opening that door and saying, hey, this is what it's been. Let's not just say this is what it is and move forward with that. Let's create a better environment around this and be willing to communicate about communication. I think that's one of the things that we hesitate to do because we know it's such a pain point. It, no one wants to talk about it. And I'm here, I'm, I wanna talk about it because I think we should solve it. And we should fix it and we should move forward because not just us as businesses, but our customers deserve it as well. And it will make things so much easier for us, our staff, our employees and our customers. If we just go right at it, look at it and say, hey, this has been bad before. This is now what we're doing to improve it and continue to get better. It's it's not going to completely change overnight, but in the next five years, we can completely change the mindset around this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think opening that door is is crucial to making people feel comfortable and talking about it. You, you can't fix communication problems if you're not talking. So opening that door, having that conversation and really giving the power back to the the customer and the the owner in this situation is is huge. Do you feel the the tide kind of shifting in the momentum, shifting in that direction, industry wide? Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, I talk to people every day about communication and what it looks like in the future, and you can feel that that momentum building on the industry side you go out and you talk to customers it, it's changed out there for them they want it they're like whatever you got throw at us now the industry is right there moving with them you can feel that that build up of 
we got to do better and we have to make this better. And how can we easily do this? So it's scalable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, the big thing that comes into play is how do you do it from a mom and pop to a 100, 200 employee company? You got to be able to have a way to do that. Yeah. So let's say in, you know, five years out, we've, we've magically, we've fixed the communication breakdown and issues that are happening. So that issue's kind of been removed from the table. What would projects and relationships in construction look like then? Uh, I think we have a, a lot of happy customers and a lot of happy contractors because that headache's now off the table and it's been fixed. And to me, that that's my goal. When I say I want to help 5 million contractors, it's by doing stuff like this and having these conversations. So those dirt doors start to get opened up and then they have the same conversation with their managers or their employees or their frontline guys. That completely changes that relationship and we move forward. And then that customer goes, hey, man, I really love doing business with them. We'll call them up and say, hey, I need to have some other work done. I know this isn't what you do, but who do you know that does this? We want to create those lifelong customers that already know what the standard is for communication and they keep coming back. Yeah. So what do you look into your crystal ball? What do you see the industry looking like in, in 10 years from a technology vantage point, from a communication vantage point, just kind of across the board, how's construction looking in 10 years? I think when we talk about it from a, a, a technology standpoint, it's going to be mind blowing where we get in 10 years because the construction industry, it's always been kind of late adapters when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know, we hang on to the hammer as long as possible before switching over to the nail gun. And then it took forever to move from air to battery operated nail guns. And I think we see the same thing with technology. Companies have been moving that way, but we're about ready to start seeing the shift where we go into the cordless power tours and there's mass adoption that starts to happen. And from when that starts to happen, the sky's the limit on what gets developed. Because once people start using more stuff, you're going to have more guys out there that have been in the industry uh, like myself, they've been there for 10, 15 years that are like, hey, this is what we need to have. And right now, we might, we probably can't even comprehend that it would even be feasible in the construction industry. But I think in the next 10 years, it will be mind blowing on where we end up from a technology standpoint, because it moves so rapidly. If you look at all the other industries as technology has been adapted, how quickly stuff progresses, and we're on the cusp of that to where that technology is just going to scale so fast that I would love to have a conversation with you in 10 years about that and see where we're at because I, I think we can't even fathom it or put that to other in our mind what that looks like. Yeah, I more than agree. I, I'm freakishly bullish on the the prospect of construction over the the next 10 years because we're, we're just at the very dawning of a new age of technology coming in and really revolutionizing the industry in a 
in a great way, I think. Uh, you've already seen the impact over, even over the last two years of how much tech has been infused in the industry as quickly as what it has been. The the potential over the next 10 years is, is going to be pretty mind-blowing. It's going to be an exciting ride. Yeah, and I I, per, I personally think a lot of the heavy lifting has been done by the CRMs. Like that, putting getting those all in place at all these construction companies, that that was the heavy lifting from a technology standpoint. Yeah. Now that that has started to become adopted and started to become just standard, that's where that can grow off of that because now it's in the business. It, it, and it's very acceptable, and that's what people are looking at. And that is what's going to be able to lead us into what the next five and 10 years look like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of the kind of main backbones of the show is, is around the innovation that's happening in construction. So with that in mind, what does innovation mean to you in construction? To me, innovation means thinking outside of the box for the problems we deal with every day. Because I, I think there's a lot of just sucking it up and saying, I can just get through this. When they, it doesn't have to be that way. Is we can look at how can we innovate and make this better for others, including myself. And that I think is kind of the backbone of the construction industry is we do that for all ourselves and the guy nets to us all the time. But it's about being able to do that for everybody else and not being afraid to share those ideas because together we're a lot better than we are if we're just keeping everything in house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We started the conversation with grit and that the can do attitude, which is a, a great thing. It's a, it's a blessing in construction and prevalent but in this case, it almost can work against you with, if you grit too hard, <laughs> then you're just yeah. like grinning and bearing it and, and not tapping into the other side of construction that is dominant and prevalent. And that's the creative problem solving aspect where construction professionals are amazing at coming up with creative solutions to everyday problems that you face on a job site. It's always changing. It never really goes according to plan. You have to adapt. So it's kind of the, the balance of using grit when it's uh, a good thing and then learning when to maybe not be as, as gritty and rely more on your creativity than the grit. It's, a, it's an interesting uh, thought experiment to, to think through that. <laughs> yeah, because it's a, it's a really fine line that you walk. And sure. in life in general, it's being able to walk that line to where it's just not all grit and you bring in other aspects so you can continue to grow as a person. Uh, I'm a lifelong learner. So I'm always trying to figure out how do I get better? And I, I think there's a lot of people out there in the construction industry that do the exact same thing. And we just need to be open to share that and not look at it as, Oh, boy, he's just trying to make things easier. Well, yeah, because at the end of the day, the easier things are for us, the better our lives are. Right. And it doesn't always have to be hard because our job's hard enough already. Right. Yeah, more more than agree with that. <laughs> uh, so how do people find out more information and connect with you? 
So you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Ron Nussbaum, as well as nutnest.com. Uh, you can go right on there and you can book a time to speak with me as well. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, final question for you. If I could give you all power and you could snap your fingers and innovate one thing in the construction industry, what would you choose to innovate? Uh, I would say the NutNest platform, what I've spent the last three years putting together, uh, it is my passion. This is my mission. So I've got enough time invested that this is what I would go. If I could snap my fingers, I would move us five years ahead and have fixed the communication problem in the construction industry. Nice. Well, good luck to you. That will be a, a great problem to, to solve and conquer for sure. Absolutely. Ron, thanks so much for, for taking the time and, and joining the show. I enjoyed the, the conversation. Hey, anytime. It has been fantastic. I love the conversation as well. And anytime when I can get together with like-minded individuals that are moving the construction industry forward, I absolutely enjoy it. Likewise. Likewise. It, it takes uh, all of us together using our, our voices, I think, to, to help bring that that change and push the the industry forward so it's a it's definitely takes a takes an army and a village a 100 percent. and now it's time for my todd takes from this episode first take when we think about communicating better in construction we first need to ask ourselves a basic question what does that even mean it isn't as easy and straightforward as it seems at first glance. In fact, better communication means something different to everyone. In these situations, taking the time to understand where the other side is aiming for is very helpful. Second take, Ron brought up a stunning stat in the 35% of time on a job site if related to miscommunication. That is crazy. How much could you do if you got 35% of time back in your day? This is definitely not a minor issue. And final take, we need to focus on the customer experience. The better and more simplistic we can make the experience, the more likely we are to have a lifelong customer. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you are interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software, Great Tech Group, at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. As always, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Bridging the Gap is hosted, directed, and produced by Todd Wyant. Edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an Applied Software production. Copyright Applied Software 2022.